This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c You got to let some things go. And part of that is trusting your network and saying, hey, my child is loved and they're safe, right? Those two things are really important for me. Like we can't just let grandparent like do whatever they want with safety. There has to be safety and there has to be love. Those are your non-negotiables. Everything else you kind of have to say, I'm not here. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just going to go on my trip. I'm obviously going to hopefully maybe video chat, connect with my child, you know, talk to them. But that is, I think, so important in order for us to feel like we even want to go is getting into that mindset that I trust my partner or trust whoever's going to be there. And I'm going to let go of the control because I'm not there. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am Dr. Mona and thank you so much for joining me each week for your reviews, sharing this podcast with all of your friends and loved ones. It means so much to me to see the growth that this show has done since we debuted in 2020. On this episode of Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, I chat with a mom from this community, Susmita, about overcoming guilt of traveling as a working mom. Tune in to the conversation here. Hey, Susmita, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. So tell me, what is on your mind today as a mom? Hi, Dr. Mona. So happy to be here. Uh, So yeah, I've been a mom in the pandemic. My son is two years, three months old. Mm -hmm. And then before I became a mom, honestly, my goal in life was never to be, I mean, I did not think of becoming a mom. I was mostly like career oriented, like, you know, I want this job and that's all that I could think of. And then a few years after like finished my schooling and all that I thought okay I'm gonna try motherhood a chance and then Mm -hmm. got pregnant and had my son and with the pandemic finally things are getting back to where they were which means that sometimes I do have to travel for work to conferences which was something that I always was excited about before I became a mom so some of what I do in my current role is traveling to conferences sometimes to customer sites interacting with them which helps with not just my company's goals, but also something that I always wanted because that helps my career development and my professional development. And right now I'm trying to figure out how to balance being home, trying to spend time with my son at the same time, how to figure out these decisions and how much travel I should be okay with and how much, yeah, yeah, all of those um, details around that. Yes, like all of this working mom, having a paid job outside the home and also just balancing it with your beautiful child. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I love having moms come on the podcast and talk about this, what you mentioned about how your dreams before being a mom were that you wanted to travel, like how fun that would be. And I resonate with that. There's so many things that I, before I became a mother, I was like, oh, I would really love to do speaking engagements or have this opportunity to do X, Y, and Z. And I just think that's so nice. And 
yes, there is a reality that there is more thought process that needs to happen once we have children. Obviously, we can't just jump on a plane whenever we feel like it. But (laughs) I do believe that there is a way to still accomplish all of the passions and dreams that we have with the understanding that there is going to be a balance with a child as well. You know, there is that reality that I can still pursue my dreams. Mm -hmm. I have to kind of keep it in perspective that can I do this whenever I want? No, but how can I make these dreams a reality? And, you know, when we discuss it, we'll be looking at support systems, who else is in that child's life, who else can help you so that you can pursue those dreams as well. And then also managing and reframing any of the guilt that we may have with our child and understanding why our passions and taking care of ourselves is actually beneficial for the child as well. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I think yeah. like at this point, there hasn't been major travel yet, right? No, I did travel last year around March tri- timeframe for a conference and I do have one coming up. I actually have like two conferences already planned mm-hmm. this year. Ideally, I would have more, but I think we're still like getting back to a state where yeah. we're still like transitioning, not fully there yet. So yeah. And so what has been like, I guess, the hardest or most frustrating aspect of this issue, I guess, hardest aspect is just trying to figure out the balance. Is it the guilt? Is it what should we do? Or where are you at right now? Yeah, so it's all of it. Mm -hmm. It's about me wanting to go, but also feeling like, oh my God, what will happen if I go? And Mm -hmm. the guilt associated with it and the feeling that I'm missing out on those moments and all of that when I'm gone. And it also is this weird feeling that I have when when my husband goes to travel and I'm thinking, oh my God, now I have so much work that I have to do all by myself. Mm -hmm. So when I'm gone, I also think, that okay so it's a lot of work that he would have to do by himself and like plan out and figure everything out we don't have any family around here or like not a lot of friends that we can rely on so it's mostly like do we have a babysitter maybe that can come in and help um, yeah on one of those days in the evenings uh, when we are gone you know one of us is gone I love it. So the guilt of missing out on your child and just life at home, the wanting to go, but the fear of missing out. And then also you said it perfectly, which people don't often talk about the stress or the feeling of inconvenience we are putting on others. Even if it is someone like your partner, father of your child, if you feel like, oh, well, I know how hard it is. I don't want anyone else to feel this burden if I'm not feeling it. And that's what a mom feel, huh? We all go through that, right? We, <laughs> yeah. A lot of the reason why many of us don't ask for help or want to do it is we feel like we don't want to be a burden on others. And I, I would love to chat about that first, because that is an important reframe. Now, does your husband, is he on board with your traveling? Like he knows that it may happen. Is he yes. supportive of that? Yes, he's very supportive of that. I think Overall, he's more supportive than I am supporting myself in that. That's Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the most important thing because if now you have another adult in your child's life, and it's obviously dad, who is supportive of your dreams, which is honestly a jackpot situation. I think that's wonderful. And I hope more people listening have that reality too. We have that support. So now it's really understanding that everything that we're doing here is internal guilt, internally created, that you have a supportive husband. He can handle, I'm pretty sure he can handle your son, right? I mean, he's been alone with your son. He knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now it is having those conversations with him on what do you need when I'm gone? And sometimes we press, right? Like I've done this too with my husband. I'm like, are you sure you don't need help? And my husband's like, no, I got it. I got it. But then I get 10,000 messages of, Hey, where's this? And what's that? (laughs) 
So Uh really before you go talking with your support system, your network, which is your husband and saying, Hey, I'm going to go on this trip. You know, it's happening. What do you need? Do you know where everything's at? Do you know the routine? Are you good? Would we want to get that sitter or fly in a family member or something like that? And Mm -hmm. really trusting your network, trusting your husband that he can manage this. And as mothers, we tend to not have trust in anyone except us. Yeah. But I really want, in order for us to pursue our dreams, we need to trust other people. And your husband has been around your child. Like he obviously, I don't know him, but I know he knows what to do. Like he is going to do a great job. And I know you know that as well. Yeah. I think you put it rightly that it's hard to trust another person. Yes. Um, That's something that I struggle with. Like I tell him what to do and then check back on that and then keep checking if he's doing it right. And that's, yeah, it tells that I'm not trusty of my husband and does have an impact on a relationship too. But yeah, that's something I'm working on. And also part of that, like you mentioned, is we tend to want to micromanage someone who's not us when they're with the child. And my rule here, and I've had to also undo a lot of this, and that's why I say from a place of understanding and relatability, is you have to respect that the other person, whether it's a father, nanny, grandparent, may not do everything 100% like you do. But just because they don't, it doesn't mean that it's inferior. It doesn't mean that you're superior. It doesn't mean anything like that. As long as they love your child and are keeping your child safe, those Mm -hmm. two things, everything else is okay. Like, so for example, if your son nine goes to bed at like seven 30 and when he's with your husband, he goes to bed at eight 30. Is it really going to change his life? Absolutely not. Right. You got to let some things go. And part of that is trusting your network and saying, Hey, my child is loved and they're safe, right? Those two things are really important for me. Like we can't just let grandparent like do whatever they want with safety. There has to be safety and there has to be love. Those are your non-negotiables. Everything else, you kind of have to say, I'm not here. I'm not Mm going to ask questions. I'm just going to go on my trip. I'm obviously going to hopefully maybe video chat, connect with my child, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to them. But that is, I think, so important in order for us to feel like we even want to go is getting into that mindset that I trust my partner or trust whoever's going to be there. And I'm going to let go of the control because I'm not there. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. I know it, but it is it's hard. It is hard. part it's of it. The, yeah, it's not like I haven't heard that before. Yeah. But yeah, I think internalizing that is something that I should work on, especially if I want to travel and make that still a part of my career. Yes. And I think this is a part that first step, like I said, because in order for us to even make that decision, book the ticket, decide and not have that guilt, we have to first <laughs> realize that what is my why? Why am I doing this trip? Is it because I feel I need to? or I want to. And if you want to do this trip, I hope you do, which it sounds like it. Then we say, here's my network. Here are the people that are going to support me and my dreams. And I need to let go of that internal control. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, the more you're going to realize that it's okay. Yeah. I think the first few times you're going to be like, I get it. You're going to check in. Hey, what time did he go to bed? Yeah. Eat his food. But does it really matter in that grand scheme is what you're kind of putting everything into perspective for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then in terms of connection, you know, a lot of the times, you know, you were saying the feeling of missing out. (laughs) Obviously now, if someone is traveling a lot for their work, I can understand that being a reality of like, you're gone, like athletes, like they go on, you know, for majority of the year, they're gone, but you're going to be back. It's when you think about it in his whole life, right? Your son's whole life and the whole month, you're going for maybe a weekend, four days, you're still a very big part of his life. And so It's harder when your children are younger, especially because you feel like you're missing out on 
milestones, right? Like just say we have someone listening who has like a six month old or a one year old and you're gone and they walk for the first time or roll over or start crawling. You can feel like, oh my gosh, I missed out on this incredible event. But when you kind of put into perspective and reframe, hopefully you're going to catch that on video in terms of the next time it happens. And you're Mm -hmm. also going to be there for so many other firsts, so many other moments. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor Meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor Meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood explains in your podcast app that's understood explains no one told us the truth about parenthood why this is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here there is a lot to unpack i'm rachel shepherd and i am your host for the podcast no one told us where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Your child is still going to be very much a part of your life and vice versa. So it's really important to reframe that and remember that this is something that's really important for me. I may feel like I'm missing out, but I will get the update from my husband when I get home. I don't need to play by play every day. 
Mm-hmm. He'll tell me all the cute new words that my son has said, or, you know, the cute little things like, and you'll just kind of sit with it and say, wow, this is really cool. I'm so grateful to have this child, but also I'm grateful to have a partner to watch my child while I go pursue my dreams, which is something really special in my opinion. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, there's so much internal guilt that we create. And like I said already, it's not even coming from your husband. It sounds like he's supportive. So it's Mm -hmm. us. Sometimes we think that guilt and judgment go hand in hand, but it doesn't sound like you're getting judgment from anyone. It sounds like we're creating this sort of reality that, oh, my kid's not going to feel like Mm -hmm. I'm with them or they don't love me or I don't love them and all this stuff. But I know from child development that our children love us and they will understand the reality of their life. Meaning Mm -hmm. that my mommy has this job. Sometimes she's going to leave, but she's Mm -hmm. going to come back. And we are going to connect when she's back. We're going to have our time together when she's back. And when we make it that with our children, that this is our reality and there's no huff puff about it. There's no like drama behind it. There's no like you getting upset or when your child's upset, you're very empathetic to them. You can talk to him about what he's feeling as he gets older. If he is upset that you're leaving, you're going to really start to understand that they will understand that this is a matter of fact situation. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. matter of fact reality we're together, we're going to be apart sometimes, but you will always return. And that is such a huge thing for them to see. And also how you respond when you leave and return, right? Like if you're upset and angry and frustrated when you leave, they're going to feel that energy. They're going to feel like something's not right here. But -hmm. if you're like matter of fact about it and you're like, Hey, sweetie, I'm leaving. I love you so much. I can't wait to talk to you with daddy. Um, I can't wait when I'm back that we're going to play together. And then they're going to realize that this isn't something scary. This isn't something bad. And this is just what our life is. And it's every family is unique in that standpoint on what their reality is, what parents they have, who are their caregivers? Is that caregiver working outside the home or not? And in this situation is one of those caregivers or both traveling for work. And that's what they'll realize with that repetition. Mm -hmm. I think some of that guilt that I was putting on myself Mm -hmm. is also stemming from the fact that lately, like in the past few months I've been seeing that anytime something doesn't go his way my son would cry asking for me and mm-hmm. not my husband yeah. so there's that added pressure that I have to be there for everything or I have to be there or as maybe he won't yes. come for bed or like he may ask for me in the middle of the night and what if I'm not there or things like that and what's so important on that is how the person who's not there with you, so your husband in this situation, how they respond is going to be key here, right? Because you're not there. Yeah. If a family wants to have the situation where every time they ask for the parent that they get them on FaceTime, but the reality is you may not be available every time that your child needs you. And that doesn't mean that you're depriving them of connection, right? That means that you are occupied. You are an adult and you have something that you're doing. So now that person that's home with your child, so your husband, His body language, his words really matter here. So he needs to also understand that that's going to happen. That's totally understandable. Very much we want to empathize with your son and say, I know you miss mommy. I miss mommy too. I love mommy. What do you love most about mommy? Do you like mommy's nose? Do you like mommy's laugh? Like you really want to talk about mommy in a positive way, even Mm -hmm. though she's not there, which I'm sure he'll do and really make him understand that mommy's not here. It's okay. I'm here with you right now. And we're going to do this and almost redirecting them. What do you want to do with mommy when she comes back? You know, and obviously it's two years and three months. You said he may not be completely sentences yet, but 
you're just trying to put it into his brain that I know you're very upset right now, but this is what's happening, that daddy's the one that's here. And that mm -hmm. also goes back to trusting, right? Your husband, that he can handle this, that it may yeah. not be exactly the same way, but that feeling of I'm not there when my child cried for me is a such a pervasive feeling across all parents, especially mothers. But I like to reframe it by saying they have someone they love there. Now, the difference would be if that child was alone, which obviously they will never be in this situation, yeah. but he has a loving adult there, even though it's not you. I always think of all of the adults in my life that helped me take care of my son. I think of them as extensions of me, meaning, yes, there's a special bond that is unlike anything else when a mom-child bond, even a father-child bond. But all these people are helping my son's life in terms of giving him things that I also can't give sometimes, right? So that mm -hmm. perspective switch is so important so that you don't feel that sort of internal, well, oh my gosh, I wasn't there. He's going to mm -hmm. feel like I'm never there. No, you are there when you can be, but this yeah. other world can handle it, right? It may be a little more tears. It may be a little more, I miss mommy, I miss mommy. But I want that adult to really sing your praises and redirect them to what are we going to do when mommy gets back? I know you want to see mommy. Maybe tomorrow after nap time, we can call mommy, right? Like kind of putting yeah. in his head that, okay, even though mommy's not here, this adult mm -hmm. taking care of me is not worked up about it. So I will learn that I don't also need to get worked up about it, but that takes a consistency and repetition thing to happen. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. As I was talking to you is what I realized, like, why am I feeling guilty is when I mm -hmm. figured out maybe it's because of this. So yeah, this definitely helps me to reframe and yeah, something I can share with my husband and he can implement too. Yeah, and so much of guilt, like I said, is it's okay to feel guilt, right? I think it, obviously it's a very normal human emotion, but mm -hmm. I don't ever want that guilt to overconsume us where we feel like we're a failure yeah. or we feel like we are depriving our children of something. And that's why I love chatting with y'all on the podcast, especially yeah. around things like motherhood and guilt, because so much of guilt is we are not doing enough for our child, right? Whether it's the things that we feed them, the time that we spend with them, taking care of our own self, it all comes down to, am I harming my child? by doing things for me, if you will, right? Like traveling for you, that's essentially for you or your job. And that's why I love having these conversations around development. I know so much that children, it is such a big picture approach to raising kids, right? It is mm -hmm. the quality of time versus the quantity. It's the network we create in terms of who are the other adults that are helping us reach our goals and our passions. And so whenever I'm also feeling like, you know, I do work from home. So whenever I'm upstairs, and Ryan is like, I want mommy downstairs. Like I can hear him with either my husband yeah. or when we had a nanny, I want mommy downstairs and he'll start crying and I can hear it. And it, gosh, it breaks your heart because you're like, I, I'm here. Like I could be downstairs, but I'm also working. And so what we've obviously the people who are with him, which is either a husband or nanny or whoever, they have learned like I know and exactly what I told you with your husband when I know you miss mommy you want mommy downstairs right mommy is finishing writing and when she's done she's going to come and play with you and it, that is what we do right when I'm done with work I go down we go to the park or we play like that is our one-on-one -on -one connection time so it's really so important what the adults say that when you're not there like how they talk yeah. about you and mm -hmm. also the empathizing right that I know I see it baby I see that you really miss mommy and just not making it like mommy's not here. I'm the one that's here. That's not going to help, right? Yeah. That's going to get more agitated. We really want to connect with the toddler brain 
and empathize with them, verbalize with them before we move forward. It doesn't mean that your son is going to be this, okay, daddy, you can help me with bedtime now. <laughs> he may still cry, right? Yeah. He may still be very upset, but how your husband is responding and staying very calm and just repeating, like if she needs to, I know you miss mommy. I miss her too. And really just understanding that it's going to be something that passes and it's not like bulb's going to switch and he's going to be like, okay, we can't expect our children always to be happy and smiley, but we can teach them how to cope with mm -hmm. disappointment with, oh, my mommy's not here. You know, that's something that we're trying to do with all these little moments of you traveling. And like I said, in the grand scheme of things, you traveling yeah. for a weekend or two weekends a month is not going to make an impact on his life because you are home those other times. And our goal when you're home is connecting with him, right? Finding those moments where you can have the uninterrupted time with him, 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day or more, hopefully, where you can yeah. connect. And this is your time, your special time with your child where they understand that my mom's here. She's going to leave. It's okay because when she comes back, I'll still get my mom's attention in the moments that we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would want to add or kind of comment on what we've already talked about? Not really. I think you put everything um, in a very clear manner. So that helps me think about that and then help reframe everything that I've been thinking about and yes. putting myself through so much burden. <laughs> I mean, and also I just think about, you know, if you continue to travel, whether you go nationally, internationally, within the state, like wherever you end up going, you know, again, this is all just perspective and reframing, right? Like, I just think about how if you travel and start to have these really cool opportunities, like one day you can start taking your child with you and obviously your husband or someone else to help yeah. you. That's going to be really cool experiences for your child. Or you go and just say you go internationally out of the country and you come back and you teach your child about the world. Like there's benefit there for your mm -hmm. reality that other people don't get to experience. So rather than thinking, oh, well, our situation, like I have to travel and it's a, this negative thing. No, I want you to look for all of the little positives because there are a lot of your situation that maybe other people's aren't experiencing. But why is this beneficial to your family? It is beneficial like from the outside looking in. I mean, I'm only cutting the surface here. It's beneficial because you are pursuing a passion, which your child having a mother who has a passion is something so beautiful to see. You are also <laughs> providing for your child financially, resources, da, da, da. And also, eventually, you can also teach them about travel and security in the airport, like all these little life skills that yeah. people won't get the opportunity to do because they don't travel at all. Um, so really trying to find whenever you're feeling guilty accept the guilt and say hey guilt thank you for being here but i'm good talk to it and say here's what i'm going to change here i am doing the best thing for my child i'm going to get time with my child and i am fulfilling my cup and feeling fulfilled in my life and this is going to transcend in my family as well so that can really help you mm -hmm. yeah that is so powerful what you just said yeah. With the pandemic, I have not had opportunities to travel yet, but it is something that I've always wanted to do, meaning speaking uh -huh. engagements and talking about parenting or conferences. And I'm excited about it, but it's a hard reality of like, again, that balance. And a lot of the things I'm telling you are things that I've had to tell myself, even when I want to just take a weekend away, even when mm -hmm. I'm sitting upstairs, like I said, and doing work, it's all this yeah. stuff of like, yes, reframing, what is my purpose here? And also understanding that you are doing so much for your child. I can oh. tell already that the amount of love you oh, have for him, there is a home full of love here. I am not concerned that you are a parent that is not giving him attention and love that he needs. So keep on and keep doing what you're doing. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Morna. Yeah, that was really helpful, especially talking to like a fellow mom, probably is going through some of the same things or has gone through that. And yeah, that was really helpful. Whether you travel for work or not, whether you have a paid job outside of the home, I think we can all relate to the concepts that we discussed on this episode. Guilt is a very common feeling that we can have as parents, especially as moms. And like I talked about with Susmita, a lot of it is internal work and reframing that we have to do. Of course, we can face judgment from others, and that makes things a little more tricky. But when you have the support of others, you feel like you have that network. It's really now time to trust your network, trust the people that are there to help you raise your child, and reframing that guilt that we have. In order to reframe, Make sure that you maintain perspective. Look at the big picture and totality of your child's life and how you fit in and how you're raising your child. As parents, especially as moms, I know we can get really bogged down in all the things that we're not doing rather than focus on what we are doing. If you're ever feeling guilty about this situation, whether you travel for work or any other feeling of guilt that you may have as a mom, I want you to think about that big picture. Think about the things that you're doing in your situation, your life, not comparing it with anybody else's reality or resources and look at what you are accomplishing. It could be really small. It could be really big. It's so important to have this reframing and practice this gratitude so that we can change that wiring and that guilt that exists in your mind. Like I said in the conversation, guilt is a normal human emotion. I just don't want you feeling overwhelming guilt as you raise a child because you're going to miss out on actually being mindful and present with them when you're with them. I enjoy having you all on the show to chat with you directly, whether it's about parenting concerns, whether it's about mindset, whether it's about mental health. It really, really is so important that we understand that we're not alone. And I cannot wait to talk to another parent next week. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.